You were allowed to hate ASMR. I think it's it's one of those things where like I don't get too upset if people don't understand. I don't. I understand it. Wait, do you go out of your way to watch ASMR videos? I I legitimately every once in a great while will listen to ASMR on purpose. Okay. While I'm falling asleep. Okay, I can understand that. I know, I, my, I know my, I know my specific triggers. I don't share this with the world, except now I'm saying it on a podcast. How do you feel about the ones that like are trying to talk to you and they're like, role play as? I don't love so okay. So I specifically type. avoid any ASMR that makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want that. Um, no, I like. There's a specific ASMR person who does role plays that are just hilarious. Like they're just like comedy. Like, <laughs> like it's kind of like she's doing them like ironically because they're so like, just like weird. I love the, the videos where it's like Lego Yoda falls off the edge and dies ASMR. <laughs> right. Like, or like one of the ones she does, she, it's uh it's one of my favorites is like, it's a, 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 an artist pretending to be a famous French artist, draws a portrait of you and it's just her like scamming you out of money the whole time and she like you like the the like the 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 role play of it is like she's like i see you found our groupon <laughs> like oh, she's like she's like i shouldn't even be on groupon i'm i'm such a good artist i'm i'm just i'm so french i love all kinds of bread like it's just like like 30 minutes of stuff like that like it's almost like watching the office or like watching like 30 rock or something where it's just like constantly just like hilarious it's just that she whispers it and that's like the whole thing like it's but it's kind of funny so that's the kind of that i can understand a lot more the one you showed me of someone chewing candied strawberries i don't see i don't i don't actually listen to that so i like showing that one to people because i think it's because i think it's because i think it's hilarious because it makes everyone uncomfortable. It's so painful. Um, I can't. But I don't. I don't listen to eating sounds. I don't listen to anything like that. I yeah. No. You should be thrown in jail for showing people that video. <laughs> um, the first person I ever showed that video to now is now married. These are unrelated facts. I'm just very. Why happy. would I'm you just say very, that? I'm just very happy for my friend. <laughs> I just really am happy for my two friends who are now super married and they're super great and I love them. Shout out to those two. You know who you are. You got married in, in New York. <laughs> Do they even listen to this podcast? I don't know if they know this podcast exists. And, like, that's fine. fine. Actually, they would probably listen to it if they did. Should I tell them about it? That's on you, dude. I should probably (laughs) tell them about it. They're your friends. You know, you're right. Exactly. Shout out to my friends who got married in New York. It was a trip. Uh, This episode's coming out in three days. So they can listen to this, like, relatively soon, Ah, theoretically. Sweet. Yeah. They got back from their honeymoon recently, so. Oh, yeah? That's cute. Yeah, they are so cute. I love you know what else is cute? What? I transitioned into talking about Rocky. <laughs> Whoa! Hunter's the one to get us on topic this time. <laughs> Excellent. Sweet. Uh, yeah, no, we're talking it's about Rocky. because it's meta. See? That's the humor. Laugh. Uh, it don't matter. It don't matter. Hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to put hey. dead air. Hey, yo, Adrian. Stare at I did it. I transitioned <laughs> out of context. Well, that's okay, hilarious. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So you brought us here to talk about. So last last time, 
We're starting we the movie talked segment. about yeah, we're starting a movie thing. And last time we did the Dead Poet Society, oh, which yeah. is a movie which is sort of ostensibly about philosophy. And yes. so it was really easy to record a two hour podcast on the philosophy. Where we kind stuff of discovered in a little bit about ourselves. <laughs> Why well, you definitely discovered how much I have to critique in that movie um, well, compared to... <laughs> we discovered that we uh, disagree on some things that we got to figure out. Uh, the only fair. thing you need to know about Dead Poets is that it's a 10 out of 10 because a poet dies in it. <laughs> 7 out of 10, terrible movie. <laughs> it's um, just a, kid about, a movie about a kid who a kills himself because he can't be in the in play. The play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Anyway. Spoilers for the old movie. <laughs> but now you've brought us to... Rocky. To Rocky Balboa. A movie that is almost... 50 years old? Yes. Jeez. It is 45 years old. And it kind of shows. Oh, yeah. Does it? A little bit. I feel like it aged pretty well. It aged... In my mind, it aged poorly. Um, really? Because of the first act is so awkward. But everything about everything about the actual movie aged... In, I was in, say, the movie in and of itself aged really well. To me, it looks like one of those movies that's set in the 70s. But like, it doesn't matter that it was made in like. Rocky I don't think is, there's any. There's nothing in the movie that made me say, "Oh, this was definitely made in the '70s and belonged in the '70s." Right. To me, it was just like, like it's just set in the '70s because yeah. it was made in the '70s. But like, to me, like if someone had told me this movie was made like 20 years ago and set in the '70s, I'd be like, okay. I can see this movie being made now. Yeah, like. That right, yeah. yeah, no. I think in terms of that, it aged pretty well. Yeah, I thought the first. So, yeah. So this was the first time I've ever seen this movie. This is the fourth time I've ever seen this movie. The third time was. So I last watched night. it. Oh shoot! No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I've watched this movie a total of five times. Excellent. And the fourth time was the first last time. Night, and the fifth time was. This evening. It was on Amazon Prime. And Gregor and I were like, we're going to culture ourselves. We're going to watch Rocky. It's a really famous movie. So we stayed up late, and we huddled around my iPad That's awesome. at like 2 in the morning Excellent. in our bedroom. And then we walked away, and we're like, so that was kind of boring, and we just wasted three, two hours <laughs> of our night because <laughs> I was like 14. Um, Only... Only That's a amazing. Fourteen-year-olds could huddle around a iPad to watch a movie. That's amazing. Actually, I really love that story. Well, because okay, I guess spoilers if you haven't seen Rocky, but there's no way <laughs> you're you... like me and you haven't seen okay, Rocky. There's no way you have escaped the re- like every movie. A lot of movies reference Rocky. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I I knew several things about the movie. Walking in, make a spoil about Rocky until that's true. But actually. Three, I think the only thing you can spoil is the results of the fight. Yeah. I was going to say, that is the one Which is what I'm going to spoil right now. Oh, okay. Uh, We walked away that night, and we're like, dang, he loses? What's the point? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, No, I just remember walking away. And then, like, I watched it again later in high school when I was, like, 17. And I, because they were on Netflix at that point, I watched all of them. And my dad's like, what the hell are you doing watching these movies that are, like... 40 years old. <laughs> and I'm just and like, you were like, this is my favorite. This is me. This is me now. Exactly. I'm like, Dad, I don't think you understand. 
This is amazing. I am, <laughs> I love, I am Rocky Balboa. I love everything about this. And then watching it again like last night, I was like, man. <laughs> just something Favorite about movie. It. Honestly, I think it holds up better than Dead Poets Society does. Interesting. No. Interesting. <laughs> just, no. I would have probably said that I think they would have been equal. They have very different audiences. Well, like I think the reason why I say that is because Dead Poet Society hit me at a really good time when I was in high school. And to me, it is very much a movie for high school teenagers to like get them kickstarted. Yeah, that's and accurate. This movie is more of just like for anyone, really. Like that's why I say it's held up. Oh, okay, that's fair. So I like it more now because of where I'm at, not because of the actual movie. Okay. So thematically. Yeah. I think it, it is more universally applicable. But no, the big thing I want to talk about with Rocky is we got started with Dead Poet Society. Um, Rocky is really a movie uh, philosoph- uh, in terms of like philosophy-wise. It's a movie about um, living up to your potential. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. So uh, at the start of the movie, Rocky is... I, does he describe himself as a bum? The world, not until the later. world describes him as a bum. Every, he's he's kind of just... He's got no respect. A terrible person. He's got no drip. He's got... No, he, he got he's, no ice. He's, he's, he's well, you're dating this podcast at 2021. He's, he's, Rocky dated itself. All right. I, I'm going to go on. The I, only take, one, I think Rocky's pretty dated by the, the only, filmmaking in it. The personally. only reason why Rocky is, I would consider, like, dated in terms of filmmaking is because of the clothes Rocky wears. I just think the quality is, like, a, such a 70s quality with, like, I don't know. What do you mean by that? I've like, also seen Rocky like way the more times. film resolution five. or? Yeah. And just, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, also, that's a thing. I don't know. Sylvester Stallone's writing is not, like, overall good. Not, like, amazing scene to scene. The dialogue, also, I would be there with you. But I think the actual writing in terms of, like, shot, shot selection is pretty solid. My sister had a crush on Rocky when she was, like, 11 and couldn't understand uh, any of those feelings. So, <laughs> I've seen these movies a lot. Way more than five times. So, sorry. I've got some personal i would say on my my now one time watching it i would say that rocky is better than almost every single movie i've seen in the last five years dang i thought it was better written than pretty much any movie i've seen that was made in the last five years the dialogue is a little bit clunky dialogue's a little clunky but rocky balboa is a moron so i mean it kind of worked um (laughs) What would you okay? So before we get into like really talking about the message of the movie, what would you rate it? Since we did that with the last one, out of ten, I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like High, nine, uh, nine, yeah, nine and a half out of ten. Like I thought it was, so I thought it was good. one of, I thought it was a well written movie. I will think, I will say the reason I don't give it a ten mm-hmm. is I thought the first half hour was pretty rough. Was so like. We were 30 minutes in the movie, and I was literally thinking to myself, oh, we're going to get to recording about this podcast. I'm not going to have anything good to say because I do not like this but that's, movie. 
that's kind of the I the, like, I like the first I, part of the movie because of the set like the second part it redeems right. having now seen the rest of the movie I was like I wonder if rewatching the first part of the movie I would like enjoy it see like I would get more out of it right because the first half like yeah literally the first thirty minutes I almost I literally was just like. I'm not going to like any of this movie. It's going to be so unfortunate. What would you give it, Hunter? Out of 10. Six. Now, I will say that you probably should watch Rocky. It's one of those culturally landmark movies, so I would watch it once, at least. And then, personally, having seen the whole series except five, I think it's the only one I miss, and you don't need to know anything about five other than I think he starts a restaurant at the end of the movie because he gets... His money and wealth back, I think, at the weigh-end. That, um... I think 2 just does everything Rocky 1 does better. Um, because... And then Rocky actually goes on to win his fight in the second movie. And I I just... And it's way better written, and I think it's better shot. From going off my memory, now, if we ever watch Rocky 2, I'll probably eat these words like a turd sandwich... But uh, it's just awkward. But the fight, the message is good. The overall is good. Watch it once. That's what I would say. So, Rocky Two is pretty good, and it's probably my favorite one in the series. So I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. See, that's why I just don't. <laughs> I haven't seen any. I, of I the would others. maybe bump. Honestly, I don't Rocky say seven. Is... That the only reason I would give it like above six is because it is culturally a landmark movie. Honestly. You don't really need to see any other ones because it's pretty formulaic where it's literally Rocky is in a low point. He's got to fight some guy. Oh, I'm going to fight him. Oh, I'm going to really fight him, guys. Don't worry about it. Then something <laughs> happens and he's like, oh, I don't know if I can fight him. Now guys. I can really, now I really got to fight him and I really got to get in shape. Training montage. Here we go. And then, and then there's the fight and he's always just like, come on. I will say I think I would give it a nine out of ten, and I would say I don't think anyone needs to see this movie. Hmm. I think you can get everything you can get out of Rocky. You can get out of plenty of other things. I don't think Rocky is has to be the source that you get that out of. You are going to like. Oh, that's fair. I don't think I got anything out of watching Rocky that I had not picked up from tens of other things just by being a human and, and engaging in normal media yeah it was good. i wouldn't disagree with that the reason okay rocky's important also uh the reason why i say that is just because um i just like the message and the way it presents it in terms of like a boxing movie i didn't know i liked boxing before i kind of fell in love with the rocky series so mm-hmm. um but no i think the message of um, living up to your potential and going the distance is a really important one. So that's just why, I, personally, I like it. So I don't know, let's get into the the actual movie oh, here. I want to watch Cinderella Man now. You should watch Cinderella Man, Mark. Okay. I just want to put that out there. It's yeah, just, as, it's the, another, as the resident movie critic in our friend group, um, every movie that exists should be have been seen by you. Well, no, Cinderella Man is kind of similar. It's about being like a father in a depression. Hunter knows an actual movie critic. 
who has bad opinions. I'm okay, you're <laughs> also technically an actual movie. We should not. Mr. We should not just slam some random person on this podcast <laughs> that is no, not here to defend themselves. I'm just gonna do it. No, no I don't. won't partake. Um, I'm all right. Um, Anyways, yeah, you're definitely like the leader on this one. I have already questions about things you've said, but oh, okay. Um, I just want I get into the the actual movie part. So yeah. he starts out as just a bum. He is uh he works for the mob. He is clearly a good boxer, but does not try. And then <coughs> he's just got no real direction because he doesn't he doesn't do anything with his life other than those three things. Like, I guess he's trying to do stuff with Adrian, but it's not, like, going anywhere. Um, transition to, he gets a, a really lucky fight, which he then turns down. He goes, um, when he actually accepts the fight and takes responsibility, decides to go the distance, that's where he finds his true um, kind of meaning, I guess. So, I, I mean... I don't know. What questions do you got, I guess, with that? Well, with my so you said the main message was living up to your potential and going the distance. Mm-hmm. Can you define those? So what do you mean by living up to your potential and what do you mean by going the distance? Living up to your potential. Everybody, potential is such a weird thing because it's not a tangible um thing but it's something that we all um recognize so rocky clearly has the talents to box uh you can see that in his first fight and then his trainer is like dude you could have you could have been somebody like you could have been a contender um so he has this um potential to actually do something uh and by living up to that potential, he is using his uh, talents to the fullest of their ability and actually meeting um, what he's capable of, I guess. So you, would, you wouldn't want somebody who's got like 130 IQ to end up being a store clerk and smoking weed all day. You know what I mean? You would want <laughs> them to, to meet... To educate themselves to a level that they should, uh, or a level that they are capable of, because they uh, they can, and they can take on that responsibility. It's open to them, for them to 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 move on. I guess move on's a stupid word, but you know what I mean, right? Uh, you're the one that used it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> move on is not what um, I'm trying to say, but. You should live up to the talents uh, that you have been given by grace. Or Let's pause real quick. Mm-hmm. Hunter, fix your mic, and we'll cut this part. And then I gotta do. I gotta do the the. No. There we go. That that's how it, you know. That gives oh, me okay. a line. So I can <clears throat> oh, that's fair. Oh shoot. A good thing we're cutting all of this little part here. And then Hunter's. <laughs> Are you, is it all tightened? I don't know. Well, tighten it. 
It's tightened all the way. What if I just leave okay. this in the podcast? Keep slipping. I mean, it's up to you. It's your podcast. <laughs> no, but living up to your um, living up to your potential is weird to me because it's not like a tangible thing, but you recognize it when you're told when someone calls you out like, "Hey, you're not being everything you could be." You know what I mean? I okay. Follow up questions. Sure. There are a lot of things I could be. Yeah. That I would be quite capable of being. Mm-hmm. Which one should I be? Like, they're all potentials. Right. But, like, I could probably be a pretty good, like, I don't know. I could probably be a decent lawyer. I could probably be a pretty good lawyer okay. if I went to law school. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in that. Should I be living up to my potential as a lawyer instead of doing what I do? It's a good question. Because, like, I mean, if I went to med school, I could probably be a doctor. Right. Should I be living up to my potential as a doctor instead of what I'm doing now? Um, if I'm a doctor, though, I might ask myself, I could probably be a pretty good teacher. Right. I'm not really living up to my potential as a teacher by being a doctor. Right. Um, off the top of my head, my like gut reaction would be, clearly there is a path that you should follow. Uh, or not clearly, but there is a path that you sh- that everybody should ha- follow. Um, a vocation, I guess, of sorts that they are built for. Um, kind of like the platonic forms. Uh, everybody has their own, and it's a process of discovery. Uh, but you should meet that uh, form to its full potential and say you could be a pretty good lawyer if you decided that that's what you should do even if it's technically not your form wouldn't you want you would want to be the best lawyer that you could be not to just try it on a whim and just be bad like what's the point of trying it on a whim to just be bad at it that's fair actually just go the distance in that by taking it to its fullest that you can and maybe the position in in your life you're forced down a thing uh down a path that isn't optimal but you can still do (coughs) kind of like with the dead poet society that your um surroundings don't define what um what actions you do so you can still live up to your full potential in that uh, surroundings. How would one discover which potential they ought to live up to? Well, I got to think about that. I'm going to have to edit this this episode, I feel like, quite a bit. Why is I, that? I just, I just feel like... Because uh, you're going to sit here going, well, damn. Well... well <laughs> No, clearly I'm just not as good at this as I uh, 
I think the mo- the, As like, I could the context be. of the movie is really important though in this case because Rocky says he is thirty in the movie. He does, and he's like clearly got this direction he wanted to go down, but he washed out of it or he didn't put in the full effort. Mm-hmm. So that's very helpful in this situation of being the best you can be, uh, because. Rocky could be a great boxer, but I think a lot like Apollo Creed's got this big weakness in the movie where he gets distracted super easily by the money and the, all the little bureaucratic nonsense that comes around uh, boxing and just sports like in general, like with contracts and with advertising and the money and like renting venues and all that junk and uh, Apollo doesn't even really focus on training for the fight. He doesn't ever look into Rocky. He passed his name. It was, the only reason Rocky got a shot at the title is because he had a funny name. The Italian Stallion fights Apollo Creed. And so... They just have the same weakness where they get distracted easily. Like, I think. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Um, and to go back to the point of like, how do you discover, um, what you should be doing or what is your, I want to say form, but I also don't because then then we're going to bring up Plato. What are you afraid of, Mark? I'm not afraid of anything. I just, sometimes Plato annoys me. You're allowed to be annoyed by Plato. Um, to be fair. Um, if you're talking about individual forms, you're yeah. really more talking about Thomas, but that's fine. Okay. I'm more comfortable with that because Thomas isn't like, well, everything's just wisdom, my guy. Just just think about it. Um, <laughs> you should read more Thomas. <laughs> um, so if, if we're talking in individual form, um, I guess a process of discovery and self-reflection would be what I would recommend. And then, um, what do you mean by an individual form? Okay, so there are people are built differently, very uniquely. Just built different. Yeah, you, you like, <laughs> uh, like yes, um, entirely. Not entirely, okay. because they are you're still a human, right? Because you also have the form of humanity. But everybody has their own biology. Everybody has their own um, upbringing and circumstances and experiences that aren't you. I, you can't like do do you can't um, be the equal between equals the wrong word. What am I looking for? Basically, two people can't have the exact same experience, same experiences across every level because there's always going to be. People are just complex, and right, and even if they, even two individual humans who went through literally identical circumstances, would still be different, right? Because the uniqueness is intrinsic to the person, right? Thank you for putting that a little bit more eloquently. Um, but I forgot now what I was saying. What do we? So, <laughs> oh, individual forms. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. The. I ha- I'll, pu- I'll put it this way. I have a specific word I'm thinking of that I'm thinking of, but I'm just interested in what you're thinking before okay. I say my thing. Um, what I'm trying to get at is 
everybody has um, because then they they are a very unique um, individual. Everybody has a, a a unique purpose of a way that they can contribute to the world optimally. Perfect. You said the purpose word, which is what I was looking. Okay. For. Yeah. Cool. I was fishing for the word purpose. Um, yeah, when you start your life, you aren't what you're, what you were, what you're ultimately supposed to become. Right. Like it's not an imperfection of humanity Mm -hmm. that growth is intrinsic to a human person, which on the one hand is comforting because if you're not there yet, it's like, yeah, probably. And it's, it's really, it's not an imperfection to not be done getting better mm-hmm. at any point in your life. It is also a call to action in a sense of you aren't there yet. Like right. <laughs> whatever you are now, you are supposed to keep getting better. Like you aren't perfect just the way you are and you won't be as long as you're alive here. Mm-hmm. Like right, right, right. In the words of, I forget who it was. Someone described once the preaching of uh, this guy in the 400s. I can't remember which one it was, but um, that the way he spoke to people is he comforted the afflicted and afflicted the comfortable. Mm. And so I, that's how I usually think of like the individual form is it, it's, it is, it's not in a sense, it's not your potential because there are so many things that are your potential, but it is your purpose. It's the, it's, it's the thing that you, it's of the things you could be. It's the one that is right for you because it's what you were built. Like that was the plan. Okay. In a sense. And so on the one hand, if you're not there yet, yeah, you're probably not. And and that's just that's part of it. That's a thing. Right. No one is there yet. It's mm-hmm. you're not you're not wrong just because you're not there yet. But also you're not there yet and so there is more there is more betterness. That's whoa, right. that English happened. So um, maybe <laughs> maybe I should be saying living up to your full I see potential Purpose is the word just, that I usually use because potential is open-ended in my I mind. Know, I know potential is open-ended. But there's also an English phrase, but, living up to your potential. So right. I mean, like, that's the one it. that just like, it, it's got its hooks in my brain. Yeah. As I constantly tell my students, living up it to doesn't matter what you say. Purpose. It matters what you mean by what you say. <laughs> living up to your purpose sounds wrong to me. I don't know why. Fulfilling your purpose is more that English. Might, that might be better. Um, no, so that's what I think the thesis of Ronke is about. Uh, how we get there, I think, is also important. Because uh, at the beginning, Ronke is a bum. And he describes, per, I think, in a really great scene where he talks to this 12-year-old girl. <laughs> exactly, he lays out the exact problems with his own life. He really and, does. And he's in the absolutely, bar. He's not exactly projecting onto her because like this all actually applies to her. He's projecting onto the guy in the bar, though. When he talks in the bar, the oh, bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah that's hundred like, He's like, everybody's a clown. And he's like, dude, at least he took a shot at life. And then he's just like. <laughs> Which is so funny because the next scene almost is where they're like, hey, you want to fight the worldweight champion? And he's like. Yeah, nah, like 10 minutes nah, later. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like. Well, it's like he's hey, afraid Rocky. of it. Because well, in, yeah. in some way, there's a comfort in him being a bum. Like nobody expects him to do anything. And it's hard for him to get hurt because he's not like not fighting someone who can actually hurt him yeah exactly he's really his nose has never been broken right which and is it literally like, gets broken in that fight it's in, so like, good the first round yeah um, um no that's very important but so he lays out exactly 
his problems is he's hanging around bad people. Polly yep. is clearly oh not my god. Him for he it. also continues to hang out with Polly, which yeah, is that is fine. probably the one thing that I'm like in terms of if I'm talking to, in message, he should probably have kind of just cut Polly loose. Yes, like once once him and him and Adrian had that fight, him and granted Polly kind of gets redeemed at the end, but how he distracts the cops so that uh, Adrian can get in the ring with Rocky, like that is the one like. I don't know if he does that on purpose. I think Polly's main problem is that he just... I think Polly's fighting with the cops, and Adrian no, no, is yeah, like... Yeah. But she asks him, hey, Polly, can you, like, in like a... Does he acknowledge her? Yeah, he, like, looks at her and then pulls the rope up for her. Oh, I thought she pulled the rope up. No, no, he pulls the rope up so that she can get in. Oh. So, like... I guess. He's kind of redeemed. It doesn't excuse... You mean, like, you mean really. a bad person does a good thing? Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like, it's not... <laughs> He's not really. No, really, yeah, but no. yeah, yeah. I feel Polly, like Polly's more of a hate the sin, not the sinner type of deal because I think it's very clear that he has struggled with alcoholism for a long, long time. That's really fair. That's yeah, true. Especially because they always center in. Like, they don't. There's a photo of him in the Navy where he's like graduating uh, his class, I assume. And it very seems important because it, it's always faced towards the camera and you can always see it. And I think if you're going to go with the whole potential purpose thing. That maybe Paulie is somebody who like just entirely missed the train at this point and it's a bit mm-hmm. too late because of his sins. He's very jealous of Rocky when he starts to succeed and like he gets with Adrian and he gets this chance at the title and it's obvious that he's gonna take it serious. And Paulie's just trying to kinda of trying to ride off of Rocky. Even yeah, though- and I yeah, yeah, you know, I love everything you just said because I, I think, think that really that encompasses Paul. Does so much more justice to this movie, this, to what was going on does, in what we just said. It's very struggling because I've seen the whole series and Polly doesn't get a ton better, but it might just because he's like an inner city guy and there's only. He gets not to be like better in Rocky 3. Inner city people, but like uh, he's just rough, very rough around the edges as a person. And Rocky does his best to raise Polly up. And I think he does eventually. Like start that long process, but Polly also has to do a lot of the work himself with cutting out drinks, and he has a problem with that throughout the entire series until he's just no longer in it. I think in five. Well, and I yeah, and I think like in context of what Rocky's saying to the girl, like I think there's a sense in which the reason that girl should stop hanging around those people are because they are making her worse. Polly doesn't make Rocky worse. Rocky really is not affected by Polly in that way. And so I think, like, there's also a sense in which, like, Rocky doesn't really need to cut him out of his life because Rocky's not being negatively impacted That's by fair. Polly. Really. I think not once he once he decides to get serious, anyways. That's it, fair. It yeah, seems yeah, yeah. like he definitely kind of is at, like, the very beginning of the movie. I guess not, not, I don't know. I think Polly is that voice that tells him I'm good enough. That I don't need to push this thing anymore. Yeah, that, like, that's fair. That, Hunter saying Because at so the beginning well. of the movie, Rocky's got the job where he's breaking people's fingers as a lone, <coughs> as the muscle of the lone shark, kind of like Arthur Morgan uh, in Red Dead. And, like, Polly is definitely assist that voice that, like, yo, ugh. I've got this shitty real job where I haul meat and it's very cold. 
And then it's like, I wish I could be in the mob and break people's fingers. Right. So he keeps it around, kind of to fluff his ego up. Maybe. While he's while he's a bum. Also, neither of them have a ton of friends. Yeah, it's just no. a, it's a comfortable relationship. Right. Um, Do you guys think was, that um, the relationship between Rocky and Adrian is important to his success? Yes. I I do think so. I if it's such a like it's one of those weird parts of the movie where I'm just like I don't know if they needed to include it. Yeah, it's like one of those things where like you could have the the actual impact Adrian has on Rocky could have been fulfilled by all kinds of other different kinds it of characters. It humanizes Rocky a lot, I think. Cuz mm-hmm. if he was just this lug just this idiot that nobody cared about like nobody would care about him uh but he see he's trying to like care about people and trying to do things um plus just in terms of psychology um developing a long-term like romantic relationship is a really a big indicator of like a success or a, I don't want to say happy life because it's the wrong words for it, but like a fulfilled <laughs> life, like starting a family is especially big um, for fulfillment. So I think, I think Adrian's pretty important to the film. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I'd like to see, her as a character is she's really just one a dimensional. one-dimensional character. Yeah. Like she has some growth, don't get me wrong. but it's, She has some growth, but her growth is just a changing environment for Rocky to interact with. Yeah. I think it doesn't help that she's very much just the nerdy, like, take the glasses off and she's really pretty. But, right, exactly. Like, she's like that that stereotype like before it really started yeah. becoming its own. I would like to see... 90s, 2000s. And here's one thing, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, one of the directions that... Just one of the things that I thought the movie was. I think the movie does a great job of describing, like, human, like, that fulfilling your purpose, that sort of thing, um, through, like, the analogy of physical excellence in boxing. Mm-hmm. But they're, like... I would argue that there isn't a person whose ultimate purpose is just physical excellence. Right. And so I like agree. and it, it's not something that I think this movie needs to like no, I don't do otherwise. But like that was the thing with like with her in so many ways we don't see a lot of character growth of Rocky ever working for the good of another without it being also a direct benefit to him. Like the way he, the way he treats Adrian is not, not that it's bad, but he, I don't really, if there's not really a lot of scenes where he is interacting with her and like her purpose and likes and things are the focus. 
It's always okay. about him. Yeah. He defends her honor. Yes. He defends her honor. And I think that's but also where it's... like when he talks to Polly, he is never interested in Polly. He is constantly avoiding talking about Polly's life and mm-hmm. his desires and achievements and it's always about him. Like that's my probably my biggest critique of the Rocky movie is Rocky is pretty much 100% self focused. Now the one defense of that I would have is Rocky clearly needs a lot of work. He's not at the point where he could box uh Apollo Creed at the beginning of the movie. He's not You're even right. there until the night before. Right. Boxing Apollo Creed. Like that that training montage goes fair, he like, loses. Yeah. Like he's I not mean, there at the end of the movie. <laughs> theoretically, Apollo Creed is saved by the bell. He's not there at the end of the movie. He doesn't win. Right. And I think that's probably important to the film. Oh yeah. If he had he, won, he I would like this work movie to less. Cuz it means he still has work to do. Yeah. Um, and there is a notion that, especially when you're like trying to help some, like Paulie's got big problems with alcoholism and whatever, that you, you set your house in order first before you worry about someone else's house getting set in order. So in the defense of Rocky, granted, like he doesn't have a genuine... Um, conversation with people in a way that you were saying but he, he also is the person that needs like he's the person that is getting worked on in the movie so that's fair I would say as he gets his house in order I would have liked to see growth outside of his right. personal desires the only one the only thing that ever happens is the robe thing but that's kind of it that's fair where he just says paulie you can make money on my name however you want and he absolutely frames it as dude i don't care yeah i don't care about your life yeah (laughs) that's a hundred percent how he frames it and i was like yep that could have been a great scene where we see rocky say look actually actually i want that for you nope what he says is i don't care now could it could it be he does, I think, he does I think just I, say I, I, I disagree care, but i, I dis- would i disagree with your statement Mike. disagree with me because rocky is shown throughout the film as he does he says that like yeah uh, it was so, it like matter. the week after thanksgiving uh he went on and he accepts the fight right where he says and i don't care what they said i don't care what to they Pauly. said and he takes agent science like hey that actually that stuff it really cut deep to me and then Polly tries to get, he tries to get some money or maybe some fame for himself just by uh, talking to the news and getting the news to record his fight. And Rocky is kind of hurt by that because he has been kind of made a laughing stock by the media a couple times at that point. But and he, oh, good time and on my even later. Mick Mickey says he does not want Rocky. He it is sorry. I'm trying to phrase what I'm trying to no. say here. It's Rocky is dedicating his entire self to the fight. And I think when he accepts 
uh, he lets Polly he gives permission for Polly to use his name. Like he's like, "Hey, Polly, I'm gonna trust you on this one." Okay. Because he clearly cares about what the media says about him, and so he he gave Polly a shot, and it's like, "I trust you, Polly. I know we had a fight, but I, you are still my friend." That is what that said to me, and even though Polly did shitty things with them, I'm sorry. He did not do good things with the money because he got a female escort and he just bought himself <laughs> right. a suit. And I doubt probably just got a lot of alcohol and the tickets. It still shows, I think, some growth in that relationship um, and trust. To piggyback off of that, so um, every time Polly um, or when Polly <laughs> brings the media in, um, Rocky tries to to give a reference to him uh, later, and then he doesn't frame the robe as I had another one in my mind. And I'm completely forgetting it now, but he doesn't frame the oh he doesn't want Polly to get the job um, breaking fingers because he's had that reputation and he doesn't want Polly maybe he doesn't want Polly's reputation to be marred. I think that wouldn't be too far of a stretch, and then. Um, when he does get the robe, he frames it first as "I did this for my friend," and he does. It, he wasn't gonna be like, "What are you getting out of it?" until he was like pressed on it. So, yeah, no, I I hundred percent accept those arguments. Yep, no, it I definitely think, could I be think, worked on though. Like, you like, no, no, you're right. But I, you know what? I think you're just absolutely right. He 100% does show more altruism than zero. <laughs> I also <laughs> like, want to say another thing, if I can, boys. Uh, well, yeah. That Everything you've said so far has been great. So This might be controversial, and you might think it's wrong, but I think Rocky was, when he went to Adrian, it was clearly because he was in a low place, and I think he saw a girl that he might think is... I hate to say it like this, but like easy and in like, like, Hey, she doesn't have a lot of prospects. I don't have a lot of prospects. I can maybe get with this girl and just that. I think Rocky was in that relationship for pleasure. And that just as he talked to Adrian, like, cause it almost became like talking to himself in a way. And he's just like, he maybe starts to realize that it's, he just actually needs somebody in his life. And I think he does actually start to love On- Adrian after she kind of no no no. i'm right there with I, you i think this is kind of wrong and that adrian rocky kind of is like forthright that he's just like hey i'm just kind of lonely adrian but it's just the way i interpreted it as that eight rocky goes to adrian for like some pleasure and then he's just like hey, i'm actually lonely like if you actually want to start a relationship that would be cool and then adrian's just like yeah let's just do that and then they really build each other up with um Rocky helps Adrian get out of her shell, which is like a, that's just like by the numbers. If you have ever seen the nerdy girl come out of her shell kind of story. And then, uh, they both build each other up. Cause then Rocky has actually something to fight for. Cause I think if there's like an alternate take of the movie where Adrian's not in it or a character like Adrian, that Rocky would have been in it for the money. And like, let's say there's an alternate cut. There's no Adrian and Rocky wins the fight. Like Rocky would have become, uh, like a guy just in this for the money, and the in the pleasure, and like the clout, like not fulfilling his purpose. I think. I do think there's something, that something that no, 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 something that I really like about that. So when he wins the fight, Rocky absolutely does not like 
the one and only thing on his mind at that moment is Adrian. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to engage. He doesn't care. He's not engaging with the media. He's like, in a sense, he really actually like he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because it's not about the fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's about living up to your purpose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's about the cones. Um, <laughs> to 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 fall on, I can totally see that interpretation. I do think there is genuine like. They have feelings for each other in the uh, I want in the second like the first scene where they interact in the pet store. Like you can see that Rocky's been doing this for a long time. I will say, <laughs> and she when looks, that scene first happened, and you and I were talking about it, like in the moment, and I was just like, "This is actually this is kind of creepy." I'm like, "Nope, hundred percent." I'm like, "Nope, Mark, you are absolutely correct." This so like, is clearly, what's going? They kind of do like each other. I will say, he definitely talks to himself and. It is, it is within talking to himself that he's finding, like, man, I kind of got nothing going on. I got to be a moron to do what I'm doing. <laughs> like, what I'm doing is just not good. It's not mm-hmm. sustainable. Yeah, it's so, really weird that, like, Adrian they, becomes, like, a mirror almost for Rocky to gaze into right. and see something. And yeah. then later on, he's, like, when just I talked about why do you like, hey, why do you like, why do you like Adrian? He's, like, well, you know, like. We 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 fill in each other's cracks, and I was like, "That's a really good analogy." <laughs> like, yeah, because of the lysis. Um, <laughs> we talk about oh, that is, that is exactly what we talked about. What I literally was talking to my students about yesterday. <laughs> That's a uh, man. Um, yes, which is why I love that the first thing he says to Adrian after the fight is, "Where's your hat?" Really? Yes, because. She's been wearing a hat that entire time up to that point. And it's been established in that movie that when she takes her hat off is like has become in a sense that's become our metaphor for like she's feeling more comfortable. She's like that's the more fulfilled version of her. She did stay back in the room because it seemed like she was uncomfortable with the crowd. Yep. And she's got her hat on, mm-hmm. and she's staying back. But then she's rushing through the crowd, and her hat comes off. I didn't even catch that. And I think that that's probably, like, and for Rocky, like, in a sense, Rocky's first words to her, on the one hand, are probably for the audience to go, oh, her hat is gone. But also, in a sense, like, for Rocky, like... It establishes continuity that's what, in the film. It establishes continuity in the film, and it, like, it just, it's like, Rocky, in a sense, is, like... He is focused on her. Right. And it's in that moment. established earlier that he thinks she is more attractive. He does think when she's she more is beautiful. More con- like when she ha- is without that more confident. When she's more confident. Um, when she's not hiding literally behind glasses and under a hat. Right. Um, I just realized I hate the conclusion of the three and four now because he doesn't scream, <laughs> yo, Adrian, I did it. I doesn't she don't you remember? No, she doesn't in, die. She doesn't die. That's right. Movie? Whoa. No, she does die. Like Whoa. But that's after five. <laughs> okay. After Rocky so Beach. he just she has a kid later in the series. Yeah. And is she like almost she like almost is it it's the second one she has a kid and she's like they don't know if she's gonna make it and oh. Rocky has to go fight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the, dude some of the like emotional heartstrings in the later ones do end up. There's like some some major heartstrings later. Now four does it the most cheesy because a Creed dies and he's just like driving montage time. I just but 
It yes. just had three. He um, the fight actually ends, and there's a scene after where Creed and Rocky go at it again in their third and final bout. And, and it cuts. The camera cuts. Yeah, the camera cuts at the fight starts. And I know... That's how the third movie... Apollo the third movie was ends. Yeah, it's kind such of the heart of that movie. But then... And then in the four, he's waving the American flag around because communism bad. Right, right. <laughs> that, is the, that is the antithesis of the fourth movie. Sure. But, Can we talk about my favorite scene? Yes. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene is the a... scene where the shorts are wrong. Okay. So it's the, it's the night before the bat... For the, before the fight... And he walks in and he sees the banner of Creed and the banner of himself and the guy who's like the promoter. And he tells him the shorts are wrong. And the promoter says it doesn't matter. Which is hilariously good writing because that's like Rocky's phrase. Don't matter. It don't matter. But it's used against him. And Rocky's whole, like a big part of the film is just Rocky's like, a big part of the whole thing is like self is like, do you have an accurate self-view? Yeah. Do you actually know who you are? So, like, Creed has a very inflated self-view mm-hmm. and Rocky, compared to what he actually is. And Rocky has a very deflated self-view compared to what he actually is. Yes. Same with Adrian and things like that. Polly probably is just accurately knows that he's worthless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nick? No, I'm um, But in that scene... We've all we've established several things. We've established that Rocky has a really fragile self-esteem. Yes. He can get pumped up, but like it does not take a lot to just break him again. We have established that the promoters of this fight are Creed's people. They're mm-hmm. on his side. And we've established that the trope of the media in this movie is cheap shots against Rocky. Yep. And so in that scene, Rocky goes there the night before. And he's at this really pivotal moment of where we just saw the training montage. He's like riding a high. Mm -hmm. And then there's this little seed of doubt that shows up. And so he goes to the fighting ring and he sees the media promotion of the fight is wrong. Is wrong about him. It has incorrectly portrayed him incorrectly. And, And he has the guts to say something about it finally to the media person and the media person says i don't care (laughs) like it doesn't matter and then when he goes home that that next scene is then when he's like i don't know if i can i don't even know if i can go to the fight tomorrow like he's at that like so that to me i was like that was sort of the the way the movie wrapped up, I was like, this is, again, I think this is one of the best written movies I have seen in a long time. Because the writing is so tight and good. I think the third act is amazing. I'll give you, like, mm-hmm. the third act especially. Some of the first and second act are a little bit they go on I, for a yeah. little bit long i would love to not see the tight. first and second act now having seen it right. and see what they're what they're putting there um see if there's there's littler subtler things like what's its rewatch value in a sense mm-hmm. what can you pick up only if you've already thought about the movie should we talk about mickey probably should mickey's so weird i can't i can't 
Mickey, Mickey's one of those characters that I just cannot understand. Here's where I think Mickey <laughs> and we is. Talk- I think... Because Mickey has, from the start, I just told Rocky, you could have been something, but right now what you are, you're just a worthless bum. And bum gets thrown around a lot in the movie. Maybe that's just Philly talk. I'm not from Philly. If you're from Philly... Hit us up. And let us if you're know from if Philly, you send us an email <laughs> about whether or not Rocky is an accurate portrayal of 1976 Philadelphia. <laughs> We're interested. Well, <laughs> Hunter's interested. Jeez. Um, but I think... I also like how you assumed 76 is granddad territory. <laughs> it could be at this point. It's 50 years ago. So That's not like really... Dad territory. My dad. I mean, our, how old's your granddad? I guess my... My, my granddad's dead. So, I mean, so are mine. I'm so sorry. Um, but like, uh, I was gonna say, my dad was born in the 40s, so yeah, my dad was <laughs> well, I'd probably like, to like say, 12. Like, all of our Anyways. parents are very much within grandparent range at this point. My parents but, are literally grandparents, yes. One of <laughs> you know, Hunter, Hunter, you're right. Um, I'm sorry, anyways, I ever doubted you. Mickey just plays that parental role, and this almost feels more Nietzsche and Freud, and where it's just like. There's this father figure that's giving Rocky crap, and Rocky's just ignoring him. He's just like, "Screw you! You didn't give me anything." And like, it wouldn't be surprised if like there's another cut of the movie where he like has that Freudian slip and calls him dad or something. Because that's how it was to me. That like, this is yeah. Rocky thinks that Mick failed him. Yeah, and yeah, but Mickey also kind of thinks that Rocky failed him. Yeah, it's fifty fifty for sure. It and, seems like um, and that whole like not knowing your own value thing that Mike talked about. I think Mickey can see the value of people, and at least Mickey knows his own value as a washed up old old time boxer. And I think that Mickey's wrong on some points, but I I just think yeah, that's just what he is. Just a father figure. He sees through to Rocky. He wants him to be better. But he's just kind of given up because Rocky's given up on himself. He's, I'm gonna use this literary term poorly, <laughs> but he's almost that's, that's like the a college student way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is almost a foil to Rocky. Polly's more of a foil to Rocky. No, no, no. I'm but I get. This. I think they both do it in different ways. So he's, he has like antagonist. Uh, he's not like an antagonist. An, antis- How do you say it? Like not an antagonist, but antithetical. That that's not what I'm for? fishing for, but he prokes and prods at Rocky like an antagonist. Oh, antagonistic, yeah. So yeah. I'm more saying, yeah, say nah, it's fine. I'm more saying he is something where I could see Rocky turning into Mick, and maybe Creed. I haven't seen Creed, so maybe, maybe he does turn into Mick, basically. Okay, except kinder. So the reason, so he could turn into Mick. Mick was a fighter who didn't have a lot of prospects. Clearly, because he talks about how he didn't have any promotion and he didn't go anywhere. Like he fought, but he didn't go anywhere. Kind of like Rocky, in a way. Like he f- he has been fighting for all what ten years, and he hasn't at least six. Done- He's he been ha- at mixed gym for six years. He hasn't done anything. Like he didn't have management. So like in a way, Mick is kind of the foil of Rocky of being like, don't turn into Mick, kind of, and right. also like. The only thing that Mick can do now, the only arc that he has left is how do I stop people from turning into me? So maybe in Creed, if he turns into Mick in a way, 
it is different. It's Mickey, more of I'm going to elevate you to a. I have been there. I know how to get there. I can elevate you there. And mix more of I know what to do so that you don't do what I do. I just say father role because I think Mick really plays that. Especially their bond is way closer in the second movie. And honestly, right. Mike, I think you would really like the second movie. There's this awesome scene where he gives Rocky this lucky charm. He has it's a. Does he know, give him his? Shorts? Don't you remember? Uh, no, it's not a shoelace. It's a. Uh, I'm a not a I said shorts. He did say shorts. No, it's fine. No, no, he gives him um, a necklace, and it's got a little boxing glove on it. It makes like this is my lucky charm. If you take this. You're going to be protected, and you're going to win this fight. He and wears mixed shorts in one of the movies. That might also happen. No, he wears Creed's shorts when he goes to uh, Russia. Never mind. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no. And I like that, again, one of the reasons I think this movie is a well-written movie is that the characters aren't one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. In that way, like, Mick is both a foil and a five-figure. Like... There's complexity with a lot of the characters. Right. And I subtext. take back even a little bit of what we said about Adrian. We're like, it's it's not the movie about Adrian. So there's a sense in which like her story isn't going to be the focus she ever. She could have been more fleshed out, though. She could have been more fleshed out, say... but she also... I don't know if she needed to be. I don't know if she needed to be, but I would also like... It would not have hurt the movie for her to be more fleshed out. I just out. say right. that because she says static kind of throughout the rest of the movie she does have after does becoming a matter and then it's the rest of when the she movies. stops wearing her hat she kind of also stops growing <laughs> as yeah. a character well, just, until the very last scene she doesn't really become the heart of the movies after two which is kind of yeah. sad now that i think about it that's fair whereas a like, great scene in in the second one though where she's just like don't fight rocky you can't fight anymore and he's like don't ask me to stop being a man <laughs> isn't that like no, the isn't lackeys that, isn't that later <laughs> That's in the second movie, because she doesn't want him to die, because that's the whole... I swear and that was... Spoilers crazy. for the second movie, they're afraid Rocky's going to die if he fights Creed, and Creed is like calling him out, and he's like, I gotta defend I don't think it's die, it's just family. that he could receive a concussion, so, like, that would... Or go blind, that's his yeah. thing, he can go blind forever. Gotcha. Because he's almost partially blind. We're, we're getting off on tangents anyway, here, we're getting yeah, into yeah, the weeds. Yeah. Um... So no, yeah, yeah. I like I like the the relationship he has with Mickey throughout the movie. I think it's done well. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite scenes is the confrontation between him and Mickey. It's such um, a ah, oh, it is such a good scene because Mickey, you could t- see Mickey is like he comes off kind of greasy, or I think it's, but then he like right at the end, the acting is so good because he is. comes off as like when he's like tearing up that he can't help Rocky avoid the pitfalls that it might face him he like tears up and he goes to leave and then ah oh man it's done so well i just think mick is one of those um a character from their time might be one of the problems he has where i think i think he's irish descended i'm just gonna assume that that might be his name is mickey well he's just <laughs> got fair. that like it seems like he's more of like a new york guy whose family brought him here like he could probably be second or first generation uh, mm-hmm. and he's just got that old time. He, he fought, he boxed during the war kind of thing. So he's just older. He's got an older look on things. So it might be, it's hard for him maybe to tell Rocky how he actually feels. And I think that's why he screams at Rocky that he's a bum so much mm-hmm. to go along. And also, well, and there's a lot of projecting. The there's a lot of projecting, projecting on both on Rocky on as well. Everybody kind of projects. Also, they Which are... goes back to our, do you have a correct self-view? 
tying it together. Right. And there's also just, I think the other thing is, this is definitely a man's movie, I feel like. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, I, I did say earlier in the in the episode that it is for everybody, but I... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's boxing, and it's sports, and it's, these are traditionally... And he's, like, defending honor. These are traditionally, like, masculine things. I was going to say, so let, 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 let me frame 70s. this in a way that allows us to still have an audience after this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has happened. This has it's happened one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. In um, other podcasts I am the on. PR guy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for your life. <laughs> um, as I described, kind of with with my students. Um, well, they haven't heard the whole thing yet. When we get to the lackeys, but uh, with the Alcibiades one and things like that, where I said Socrates is talking to Alcibiades, you need to be a philosopher, a wisdom loving man, because courage was an important thing. Um, and the Greek word for courage is andria, manness, because there's a there's a sense and so it's not that courage is more proper to men than it is to women but men are a better um there or they're a more direct symbol of courage mm-hmm. even though men and women both need it to the fullness and so there's a sense in which like obviously the lessons the 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 philosophy and the morality of Rocky is very human in that it encompasses all of humanity in a way that's saying like men, women, children, elder, like everyone like needs the good, true and beautiful things from the movie. But the way that they are presented in Rocky mm-hmm. is a way that is very sort of clearly written for a male audience, right? Is it in the way that a different, grasp? in a way that a different movie would teach all the same things, but might communicate it in a way that is more geared towards a female audience or a young audience, or you know, the different audiences right. are going to shape the movie. Like one <laughs> off the top of my head, Kung Fu Panda does this is very much kind of an extension of Rocky. <laughs> Rocky for kids. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Rock, first like, Rocky. Rocky very much is is the be comfortable with who you are and live up to um, expectations and be the best person version of yourself that you can be. It's a it's a very universal theme that can it has gone through movies like all the time. A lot of kids movies do it like Kung Fu Panda, uh, How to Train Your Dragons, another one, freaking Lion King, like it's yeah. it's it's big. Cruella. jeez. <laughs> ah, no, none of us have seen that. I can't but even just, make fun of the movie. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but no, it's just... Maybe maybe it's just the fact that I'm a college kid, but this movie is like... It, it puts me right there, man. Like, I... After the fight and the freaking music comes on, I'm like, okay... <laughs> time to go this is like that time that you read the first page of moby dick and you were like i'm right there i'm I'm... right there i'm exactly this is exactly (laughs) there comes a time in every man's life where he just needs to like be on a boat and you're like oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no it's just is something about the movie is very much geared towards and like the lock what i was going for at the beginning is like it's very much the way the characters interact with each other minus adrian it's very much like 
locker room talk. I know that's like a bad, but not a bad like term. But not locker room talk in the sense of like vulgarity. No, 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 or no, no like no. awfulness. But, but like, no, like, you're right. It's very. It's in a way, sense, it's very masculine. Yes, and it's very. In a sense, it's like they don't exp- like cutting through the truth. Well, he says you don't you don't express your feelings in like a, you know, like he doesn't express he doesn't tell Polly that he 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 cares about his image and his like self worth. Yes, he doesn't. <laughs> it is mask. Yeah, it's one of those things where like it's it's male in all of the ups and downs right. of it. To go with Hunter's point, like he does, it does matter to him. He yeah, does yeah. care, but like he doesn't say it exactly until. He has that relationship with someone who is outside of, mm-hmm. in a sense, the locker room, where he's like, actually, you know, actually, does. you do help me right. express these things in right. a different way. And he could be intimate with Adrian, and he doesn't like, he doesn't be like, Polly, I'll, I'll hug, I'll hug you, I love you, man. He's more of like, he, no, that's he's, Creed later. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's that's number three. Uh, no, but like, yeah, it's I don't know. I can very much see like a guy. The dialogue is very genuine to like dudes hanging out, just dudes so, being guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. If I keep talking about it, I'm just gonna ruin what you said because you put it very very well. So no, it's fine. Um, I don't think I've got my favorite scene is probably I don't know the scene probably the end of the fight where he just like. I'm all about Adrian, but mm-hmm. other than that, I don't really. Have I mean, it's a good scene—the culmination of the movie. His apartment is interesting to me, but we've already like kind of gone past that. So, yeah, I don't know if I if I have a lot to say about his apartment other than he's a bum. You watch his apartment get better throughout the movie. The one thing that I find interesting in his apartment is he has knives everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is hilarious. Turtles. Um, no, the fact that he has a boxer poster up on the wall. I don't know much about boxing history other than that, like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and these like big names right. in the seventies. But The Rock, I forget the guy's name. Marciano. Yep. Marciano. He has him up in his apartment, and it's kind of an ideal. Looking down and judging him throughout the movie. Well, and, it's, and then Rocky it's not a coincidence that it's the Rock. No, yeah, yeah. There later on, so he feels like he's right. living up to the idea. Does Boom. he? Excellent. Yeah, he puts, yeah. Well, he puts up like the Time magazine and. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tempo. And Tempo. the other thing is, he gets mad at a picture of himself early on in the movie. Um, again, because I think you look at a kid, and a kid literally has limitless potential. Mm. Like they could. Limitless is not a literal term in that sentence. Okay, can't predict what they're gonna be. No, but like they could. The theoretical, like everybody loves a baby because theoretically a baby could be anything, could be the next freaking Einstein, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And he's just not living up to that. Like I don't think he. In the movie, he's not at the start. He isn't. Uh, yeah, eight-year-old Rocky would be proud of me right now. Right. Exactly. Um, that's pretty much it, though, for what I wanted to bring up. Uh, that scene, the one, uh, right after the one Mike was talking about, where he goes back to his apartment and he goes to bed with AJ and he's like, I can't do this. I think, I just really resonate with that when you've ever been stressed out and it's just like, what do I do? I've got this big thing coming up and I don't think I can succeed at it. 
but the only thing I guess I've got is to give it my best to try at least. I just, mm-hmm. I really like that scene and to and to have community with someone like to, to have, have you can to have in. yeah to to have someone there who can help you have a more true view of yourself like having someone that like when you're in one of those places where you're like stuck in a mental cycle or something like where where you are in a sense leaving reality and in a very negative way towards yourself is having someone that you can have a conversation with or or in some some form of connection with them that they can say look what you think about yourself what you are thinking about yourself in this moment right now is not true it's not good for you it is it is a lie Mm -hmm. and they can help bring you out of that by showing you look no you like you are actually capable of doing this and these sorts of like I think that someone someone just speak to the truth of you and and trying to in a sense just care for you. you right. Know? Right. Yeah. I feel like if we keep going we're just going to we're just going to get in the weeds of Rocky. We are. Two, have three, we surpa- four, have we surpassed five? the time of the no. Um, we're no. about an hour and, a, and 15 minutes or so, okay, which is way fine. longer. I thought this was going to be like a 30 minute. Oh, really? Done. Okay. I was like, I know, I know. You're like, I know the three things I want to say. Right. The, before, before you're recording this, I was like, all I really want to say is that this, like the thesis of this movie is living up to your um, purpose. Which and is exactly like, the first sentence out of your mouth when we started recording. Right. Where I'm just like, just and then I was like, Mark, could you define your terms? And you were like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I Why like, did I invite Socrates to this discussion? Well, I mean, it's good. It's good to have a conversation because we got I way just, deeper. It's a really and, easy yeah. movie to like. Maybe so because this discussion went a lot better than the last one where we were just like, "Yeah, this guy kills himself." He okay. Sucks for to it. be fair, I thought the last discussion was also really good. The last discussion it, was talk, good. It's just we, we just disagreed so on a lot more no, things. We, just, we talked about so much for so long. Also, that is true. Dead Poet Society is way more like. It is a not first. subtle. Yeah, at, that's in, true. I actually do think this movie is better written, like than Dead Poet Society. The on, the only so the only time when this movie is like, this is the thesis of the movie is when Adrian when Rocky's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I don't know. Can I just go the distance? That's that's what I'm gonna try it for. That's right. the only time where he's just like they get really close in other parts where they're just like you're a bum. You're not living up to. That's not very subtle. Granted, but it's also not like. But it also wasn't a teacher figure looking a class in the eye and saying the meaning of this Latin term is to seize right, the day. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's not. It's not like. It's not Robin Williams essentially looking at the camera saying, "Are this you living move, life yeah. to your fullest <laughs> yeah, ability?" <exactly>. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to take a second to break the fourth wall and stare at the camera. Yeah, like you I don't go get back that and forth. Rocky. I did say Dead Poets Society is my favorite movie of all time. I hadn't seen this movie in a while. Yeah, and you've watching seen it them twice both in twelve hours. Well, in watching them both like close enough together, honestly, Rocky is probably a better movie, and I might I might like it more. Granted, it is also I'm a college student. I vibe with this one more right now. I what, did, what did I give I gave poets seven. Mm-hmm. Did you and gave this I one give, a six? Yeah, or I and I, I gave I'm, poets a seven, and I give this one. I a thought nine. you gave it an eight and a half. I might have given it that. I'm too. surprised you like this movie as much, Mike. 
as you did. Yeah, I am too because I thought I'm going was... to show my hand here for a second. I wasn't actually excited to watch this movie. Yeah, no, I, I didn't peg you as excited. I honestly, Rahi gets a really bad the first one. Its sequels definitely get a lot like of what they deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. It's especially <laughs> after four. There's like there's only one after four. So I mean, no, no five, six. Rocky there's Balboa. There's more than five. There's there's not a six. Isn't Rocky, there a six? Balboa is six. It's five. Okay, five and six. Balboa. And then there's Creed and Creed two. Which I uh, so there's I really nine know. films in the oh, Rocky God. universe. The only, quote, my only problem with Granted, Creed is that it's Creed just is more much. of like a re no not it's a, a reboot. It's more, it's more of like a like, sequel series. Yeah, it's more of like he's training Creed's Apollo Creed's son. Well, Rocky so isn't it's the like main. it's it's a different Rocky oh, okay. is not the main character. He very much is the same. Right, it's called main. Creed for a reason. Yeah. So gotcha. okay, that's fair. Anyway, my one problem with Creed is just it's very much. I just don't think it's like Rocky where anybody can watch it. It very much. It feels like it'd be a lot. Very, it'd be helpful if I was African American. Maybe that just might be my own biases speaking. Though, I don't. I've never seen it, so I've never. So bad. Yeah, hey, you're just recognizing I might not it's, be the target yeah, audience. You're not the target movie. audience for the movie. I just can't, and like it's gonna uh, hit you. I just can't fully connect with the character. Where it's like I think anybody could see themselves in Rocky, or I at least I can. I just can't always see myself in. Oh God, what is Creed's first name in that movie? I don't know. It doesn't matter. His name is Creed because the movie's name is Creed. Just like Rocky's, it doesn't matter. His name, last name is Balboa because it's Rocky. Because he's the I Italian do like Creed, stallion. It's a good movie. <laughs> um, I so do yeah. think it's important that the film is named after his actual first name and not his stage name. Yeah. Well, yeah. To go through the whole like correct self-image, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it's important that he doesn't go by the Italian stallion. Creed always calls him the Italian stallion, but he doesn't go by that. Yeah, everybody he goes calls by him Rocky. Rocky. He even tells really someone movie name too. Well, he even tells someone. He tells the 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 promoter when he says Mr. Bobo and he says Rocky. Yeah, like there's a sense in which like he really like I don't know. I just thought it's, it's another a correct, it's another one of those details that just adds to the good writing in this movie. So next time. We're going to take it even farther back in terms of movie history. We're going to watch a movie. Citizen Kane? Are we going to watch The Great Train of So, (laughs) Dead Poets is 86. Rocky is 76. And Clockwork Orange. No, no, no. no. But we're going back. So, we're going to watch a 50s movie called High Noon, which is a cowboy movie, if you didn't catch that. Oh, no. I'm aware. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have either of you seen that movie no no okay cool <laughs> and do you know what we're doing for the fourth one or are you not wanting to the tentative plan is groundhog day which i've also never seen i really like Mike. i don't think you'll like groundhog day actually you bill murray and it's kind of funny well, it is a comedy. I mean, so. it's Bill Murray. So. No, no, you might like it. Has Bill if Murray ever like been Rocky, in a movie that wasn't at least a little bit funny? Uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it for. I, don't I know. mean, that's a broad statement for an actor who's been in lots of things. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, sure. high noon. Um, until next time, I want to wish everyone fair winds and falling seas. See you.